Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bannett. You're listening to the Daily Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying this content, then head over to www.yesodblocks.com. And for only $9.99 a month, you get access to all of our content. And you also get the opportunity to support what it is that we're trying to create with Yesodblocks. We try to spread transformational catalytic Torah that is the result of integrating and properly contextualizing all the different Torah ideas you may ever have heard about and how they all fit together to allow us full access to all the applications of what Torah is truly capable of in the most sophisticated system that exists in the world. So in this particular episode, we are continuing with the areas of Hilchos Shabbos, because today is Erev Shabbos, it's Friday, and we're up to Siman Reish Nun Beis. And Reish Nun Beis is already where we're now, the Shulchan Aruch is starting to get into the specific halachos that have to do with different malachos. And so malachos, as we've discussed in earlier episodes, are these activities that we engage in in order to bring higher order and organization to the world. The world tends towards disorder and entropy in most areas, and it's essentially the application of conscious will, consciousness in the form of willpower, that brings higher states of order and organization to existence. So these are already very deep physics concepts, and they're they're parts of the 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 laws of physics and laws of thermodynamics that the world tends that existence, the universe, physics in general um, tends towards greater disorder. And the the actual creation of higher states of order is a fascinating concept and fascinating issue in the scientific world, simply because we do actually find higher states of order. In natural existence, for example, the world of biology lends itself over time to higher states of order, uh, which is a fascinating thing because it seems to violate these same principles. And there are reasons for why it works that way, and uh, it's a kind of a longer discussion that's to do with Hashem's way of creating things and the, and the particular patterns of creation that Hashem engages in in order to bring the life forms that we see all around us, all different creatures and different types of uh, plant life. So there's a lot to discuss with that also, but it's kind of a little bit off the path of what we're going to be doing in this episode. We're up to Siman Reish Nun Beis. Like I said, it's called Malachos Hamutarm Asurim La'atchil Be'erev Shabbos. It's talking about the Malachos uh, that you're allowed to do and not allowed to do, not allowed to, you're allowed to start and not allowed to start on Erev Shabbos. And the idea here is that, as we said, Malacha, this application of conscious will to the disorderly existence of the universe is something which we engage in on a regular basis. That's really what we we spend our time engaging in activities in which our consciousness, yourself, is manifest into the world through conscious activities that bring change to the world. And those changes are what you experience as your own validation of your own realness, your own impact. And so that's why it feels so satisfying to make stuff happen, to build things, to create things, to change things in the world. It's a very satisfying experience. It feels like you're doing something, and we all have this need to feel that. And in fact, the the deep, uh, the deep impact of doing stuff in the world is that you start to create this feedback loop where you experience yourself as real, as someone who exists, and otherwise it's very easy to start to feel lost in the world, to feel lost in relationships, to feel lost uh, in our own minds, because if we don't actually have this um, this feedback loop with the outside world around us, so then we start to develop this, this detachment from reality, and so you basically, uh, you, we all need this, um, this bridge with the outside world, with the, what's called the Olam Ha'asiyah, the world of, of practical actualization. 
And when you engage in, in that practical, practical level of existence by doing stuff in the world, so then that actually reflects back to you this phenomenon that you are actually, uh, that you're actually a real person that has real impact. And so you can think of that as if you are this endless self, this immeasurable, intangible self that we call consciousness, that we call the neshama. You are this neshama that is that is beyond the borders and boundaries and limitations of the physical olam ha'asiyah existence. So, and then you're you're basically translating yourself through a series of stages, a series of filters, a series of tools to manifest into the outside practical physical world. So then the 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 intangible part of you is actually this alien self that we've been discussing recently, the alien neshama that doesn't it's not really part of the physical world, but yet it still leaves its mark. It's almost like a like an outsider. Uh, that has the ability to reach in from beyond and then actually make change happen inside of this world of space, time, and change. And that's what malacha really is in its ultimate form. You know, we do that when we're speaking, we do that when we're uh, moving around. Any action you take in the physical world is really a manifestation of consciousness of your neshama, uh, the light of your neshama shining into the world. Um, but malacha is a little bit unique because malacha is where you do things in the world that actually leave a mark of higher order as a result of that consciousness expression of the result of that or the light of your neshama. And so that's fundamentally distinct, even though, again, it's a subcategory of the larger uh, shining of your neshama into the world, um, but it's a subcategory that is unique in the sense that it has a permanent impact in which the, the things that your neshama leads to doing in the world are going to now bring higher order and are going to be permanent. And whenever there is a lack of those two uh, um, elements, if there's ever a lack of permanence or a lack of higher order being brought to the situation, or a lack of conscious application, then it will not really be a malacha, and that's something which is an important detail for the halachos that we're about to start learning. And so this is really important because all of the the halachos of malacha, so they're basically predicated on those three uh, those three points, which is it has to be something which is permanent, it has to be something which is an expression of your neshama, of your consciousness into the world uh, intentionally with will, and it also has to be uh, something which makes change that is a higher order organizational upgrade type of change. And so if you lack any of those three, then we're going to start seeing how the the, the halachos reflect that uh, accordingly. So let's actually take a look at the first halacha here and start to break these things apart. And there's a lot, a lot of malacha-related halachos in the Shulchan Aruch of Hilchel Shabbos. And so we're going to see a lot of these things. And we're going to be learning a lot about each different malacha as well in kind of more detail. But just to sort of have that overview, and we're going to have to keep referencing this overview because we have to keep remembering that, that this is the whole point of this particular series, is to take every single halacha and tie it down to its roots and to recall all the different layers uh, again, the, the layers are not um, interchangeable. They're they're in a, an, an order, and uh, to to recall that there, there's a whole process I hear that's taking that's taking place, and also just to, to take this kind of to where to its root right now, which is to recall that the whole uh, mitzvah of Shabbos of stopping from doing malacha is in order to disentangle to to extricate ourselves from our immersion in our malacha validation in the sense of wow look i'm real i'm the 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 intersection between me and the world shows me that i'm real that i exist and you feel empowered and you feel actualized through that but then you can over identify yourself with your ability to do things with your creative power and that's a problem because remember you're not your creative power you are a conscious self that is now using uh, tools to be creatively manifest in the world 
That's what malacha is. But when you get too immersed in that, when you begin to over-identify yourself with those powers, you start to lose touch with this, with the, the, the core self that you are, the neshama itself. And then you can get deeply embedded in particular um, particular channels of creativity where you lose touch with the rest of yourself. And that's exactly how people get too hyper-absorbed with their work, with their jobs, with specific areas of their lives. And they lose touch with the rest of their lives because they are simply uh, over-identifying themselves with those areas. And that's what Das Tovara is. The Das, the poison of it, is that you can actually develop perceptions of yourself that are inaccurate in that way. And you can see yourself as, oh, this is what I am. I'm an accountant. Uh, although being an accountant is not really mostly a lot of malacha. There is some malacha involved. Um, I'm a farmer. I'm I'm a person who's an expert on uh, uh, repairing clothing or whatever your particular expertise is um, to begin to over identify yourself with those things in such a way that you actually lose touch with the rest of yourself and lose touch with the core of yourself really and its ability to branch itself out into many many different channels of creativity and instead to sort of over identify yourself with one channel or a couple of channels is exactly what it is that we're trying to avoid and the mitzvah of Shabbos and the stopping from malacha is the, the specific set of tools that is designed to help us do that. Um, and then, of course, underneath that is that once you are in touch with your core self, which is that you are a neshama, then that core self is actually a part of the larger um, core self, which we call Hashem. And Hashem is the self of all selves, and Nishmas is the and the soul of all souls. And you are an aspect of that. And when you lose touch with that core, then you start to lose your sense of self. You start to feel like you're just uh, a, a function of the world in some way. And that's when people start to feel sick regarding their, their jobs and their work and their creativity because they start to say to themselves, well, what's it all for? Like, what's the point of this? And you lose touch with the overarching dynamic and trajectory of existence, which is the manifestation of divine consciousness in the world in fragmented ways through each individual aspect of Hashem's consciousness, which is you are one of them. So that is that is what is the most satisfying, is to be an aspect of Hashem while also being manifest creative creativity in the world so that you, re, you revalidate your own existence as an aspect of Hashem. But if you try to lose any part of those things, you get too fixated on your creativity, then you lose it. If you get too fixated on your consciousness and you don't create anything, then you also lose it and you start to feel like you're just not real. You're not part of the world. And so you're not really becoming what you're meant to become. So this halacha, the halacha aleph here, rate, again, ration on base is 252. And then halacha aleph is the first halacha in the section. It says, Mutter lahaschil b'malacha of Shabbos. You're allowed, a person is permitted uh, to begin a malacha on Erev Shabbos. Now, we discussed in the previous episodes already that there, that there are certain malachos that you're supposed to avoid beginning or depending on the time of day. And, and if it's malachos that are not for Shabbos, to start engaging in malacha that has nothing to do with preparing for Shabbos or to engage in malacha that's somehow over, like overwhelming in some way. Essentially, malacha that's going to pull you away from the Shabbos consciousness you're trying to create already on Erev Shabbos is going to be a problem. So here, we're talking about beginning a malacha on Erev Shabbos uh, but you're doing it in such a way that it's going to continue automatically into Shabbos. As it says here, um, you can start the malacha right, ne- right, like right next to the time when it's getting dark. In other words, Friday afternoon towards evening. Even though you won't be able to finish this malacha before Shabbos, while it's still daytime, but it is able to finish on its own on Shabbos. So it's like, you know, starting a malacha right before Shabbos, but the, but the malacha can finish itself. Examples. To soak dyes or inks uh, or ingredients for dyes or inks in water, and they are soaking then into Shabbos. 
Um, so and you're not allowed to do that on uh, on erev Shabbos. You're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. Rather, that's a malacha because there's, there's a, a little bit of a discussion of what exactly the malacha is there. Putting these kinds of raw ingredients into water either thickens them, which is a particular malacha, uh, or it may be, um, or it, it can color the water, which is also a different malacha of coloring things. And again, these are um, we're going to as we get more into malachos, we're going to start to discuss the particularities of each kind of malacha and why. Uh, each one is actually a form of bringing higher order or organization to existence. Um, but that's the first example, is soaking dyes and, and, and uh, ingredients for dyes um, and inks in, in water to soften them. But let's unin shel pishtan, to put bundles of flax um, into latan or hishis labnu, to sort of, to, to whiten them. Uh, these are put like the again. It's not, it's not even used to, and we'll talk about that also in a second. It's it's uh, putting flax into a heated space in order to treat it in a certain way. Velasay um, to put um, to put uh, wool into some kind of a, a, a container or vat, which then you can also color it inside that vat. Um, but it, you're, so you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do all these things. You can put um, flax into like a into an oven in order to, to treat it. You can put. Um, inks and 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 other materials into into water to soak them and to thicken them, and you can um, you can put uh, wool into some kind of vat to color it, um, as long as that as long as that that vat is not on the fire, uh, and it also has to be sealed shut. If it's if it's on the fire, you're not allowed to put it, you're not allowed to put wool into a vat in order to color it. If that vat is on the fire going into Shabbos, because then we're afraid that you might come to um, adjust the coals or the heating element that it's resting on, and then you'll heat it further in order to make it um, cook faster. That would be a problem because now you're actually doing you're you're involved in some kind of malacha activity on Shabbos directly. So let's just pe- like sort of tease these things apart for a second, um, and actually understand what's happening here. So. These three examples are are not they're not exhaustive at all. Really, it's any example. It's most examples of malacha can be done in this way as long as they are able to be done automatically. And so again, the idea here is that when you're putting um, you're putting these different things into states in which the malacha begins when you do that initial action, right? You put you put wool into a, a vat that will now color it, uh, and and you and that vat is is being heated. So let's say it's a very hot vat. Let's say the, the liquid inside of that vat is, you know, it's a it's a it's a near boiling point temperature. So you can then soak the the wool inside of that, and then that will color the wool. So doing that, um, if you do that on Friday afternoon, right right before Shabbos, then that's not a problem because you can just leave it alone and not think about it. And after that, you just the first the first action of putting it in is the only malacha action you have to do, and then the vat takes care of the rest of it on its own. So the 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 reason why this is not considered to be a malacha issue is because if you look at it, so you're not really doing any more actions. There's no involvement of your consciousness uh, being applied to a higher organizational state action uh, in any way here. So that's now you're lacking those two elements. There, you're not involved. Your consciousness is no longer manifest inside of this environment. Environment. We're going to see. Uh, later on, other areas of halacha where there's discussions about can you can you can you think about or can you go check on things that are malacha oriented on Shabbos and really generally speaking the answer to that is no and here you're not doing that you're basically just putting it in and then you're leaving it and you're saying okay well it's going to sit there for the rest of Shabbos and it'll be treated uh, on its own I don't have to worry about it at all I can now separate my consciousness from this thing and once I separate my consciousness from it so then it's like it's not happening anymore and therefore I'm no longer involved in it and you're detaching from it and then it fits the Shabbos mode. I also want to draw your attention to a different issue here, which is 
that with halacha, as we discussed, a lot of times you will learn the halacha, especially Hilchel Shabbos, and say, wow, these are such random examples, and, and um, you know, who knows anything about soaking wool in order to treat it, to color it, or, so, or, or heating uh, flax in order to treat it, to, to help to, to also to change its coloring. And, you know, these seem like very random examples that people today are not particularly able to relate to. And so I have two things to say to that. Um, number one is the classic answer to this, people always say, is, that, well, there's applications of these ideas to things that we are familiar with. But actually, I think the real answer to this is a little bit deeper, and the fuller answer is a little bit deeper. And by that, what I mean is that um, we actually are experiencing a secondary layer of Das Tovara uh, in the world, in the Western world today, because we simply are not very involved, many of us in the Western world are not involved directly in the world of manufacturing. And manufacturing is exactly what all these halachos are about. The, the, the malachos that are, that, are, that are in Hilchel Shabbos, many, many of them, uh, stem from the story in the Chumash of the building of the Mishkan. The building of the Mishkan is a construction of this uh, focal point for Hashem's consciousness to come into the world, and there were 39 different uh, types of activities that had to be engaged in to bring higher states of order and organization and creativity to the creation of this construct that is called the Mishkan. And so that... Um, that process, that's, there's a lot of manufacturing malacha that is, that is in, in that process. And so the, the way that we tend to think about manufacturing today, unfortunately, is that it's out of sight, out of mind. It's almost like we think that it doesn't even happen because, again, the way that Das Tovara works is that you develop perceptions based on habit and based on acclimation and based on preference. And so whatever you're used to seeing and experiencing, that's what you then, uh, that's how you tend to then interpret and perceive existence. And so these examples of malacha uh, are, are things that actually are done all the time, all over the world. All our clothing is made this way. I mean, these things are still constantly being engaged in, and they involve higher order uh, activities that lead to you having clothing. I mean, clothing doesn't just come from nowhere. It's not like a random, uh, you know, a, a, a happenstance type of thing. Um, all clothing and all cloth is really is, is a very complex process of bringing fibers into particular higher order states of organization that then give rise to to what we call cloth. I mean, if you take a if you take a piece of cloth right now, actually, it's sitting in a room where there's a sewing machine opposite me, and there are strips of cloth, and you can actually see the threads that were dyed, that were colored, that were interwoven, that are now in this kind of an interlocking. Uh, threaded type of design, and that's what holds them together, makes them strong and as clothing. That is a very, very ongoing process that is taking place all over the world all the time. And yes, it could be that you yourself, we are not particularly exposed to it, but that does not mean that it's not constantly going on. And this is actually a big, a big issue of Das Tovara because uh, you know, in, in our in our other hala, uh, halacha episodes in this past week, we discussed the concept of brachos, how brachos are designed to help us expand our consciousness of Hashem's pres- presence in almost all things. And that's also true here, is that Shabbos, in this particular case, Hilchos Shabbos, learning about these different malachos and which things are these permanent creative acts that change the world in a higher in a higher organizational state as a function of consciousness. So these are things that we unfortunately very often simply don't have. Don't, we don't do them. We don't we don't build things. We don't sew things. We don't uh, we don't design things in this way very often in in the Western world. We're much more of a, a services economy, and there's all these electrical devices that that kind of fill our time instead. And so we don't have a lot of awareness of these things that are going on all around us. We might, we might know they're going on all around us. We don't have consciousness awareness of them. And so our perceptions basically erase them. They hide them from our minds. And so the, the lack of ability to relate to these halachos and to sort of see these processes is something which is a function of Das Tovara itself. It's because we actually don't, uh, we don't see these things happening and so we, we shut ourselves off from them. So 
that's there's a lot more to discuss. As we go further in these halachos, we're gonna we're gonna be taking that concept as well and trying to more deeply access how do how do we re- relate to that. And you might say, well, who cares? I don't really need to know about manufacturing. And the truth is that you kind of do need to know about it because it's happening. And when you wear clothing, if you don't have awareness of what clothing is and where it comes from and what you know what 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 went into it, then you're actually allowing a false paradigm, a false perception to uh, infiltrate your perceptual landscape, which then leads to more of an of a of a of a false way of looking at the world and little falsehoods unfortunately have a way of developing into deeper and deeper falsehoods over time uh, and that's true obviously you know when when people lie to each other but it's true when we also lie to ourselves in small ways and then we 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 start to develop perceptions that are increasingly misleading and tr- increasingly confusing and basically a mind that is not constantly looking for the holes and for the truth within itself is uh, essentially getting weaker and weaker all the time. And at some point, there are crisis inflection points where not having that kind of truth orientation can really be a problem. So we're going to see more about these different kinds of manufacturing malachos as we go, and we're going to try to, to dig deeper into this aspect as well. But the core principle here of this particular si'if and this siman that we're going to continue with in the next, ep- in the next Erev Shabbos episode is that these are malachos that we can engage in on Erev Shabbos, and they can, we can let them continue automatically into Shabbos because they do not require our, the application of our consciousness, and we are still a, there are still permanent changes being made, uh, and they are higher-level organization, but we are not the ones who are applying our consciousness anymore beyond that initial point uh, in order to cause that to happen. So that's the basic idea of this particular uh, halacha. Hope you enjoyed that. Thanks so much for joining, uh, for tuning in. And again, check out yoursoulblocks.com, and have an awesome, awesome Shabbos.